Jamie. Welcome to the Canine Cooperative Podcast. Friends! Hello everyone! We are back with another very informative and passionate podcast. What are we talking about today? We are talking about leash reactivity, which is a hot-button issue in the dog world today. Every single person I talk to has a leash-reactive dog. Okay, so what does it mean to be leash-reactive? What does that look like? So leash reactivity generally looks like you got a psychopath at the end of the rope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got a dog that's lunging, barking, growling, barking, yeah, going absolutely spits flying, yeah, <laughs> buck wild at the end of the leash. At it could be a myriad of things. It could be dogs, people, bicycles, trucks, cars, garbage cans. Your neighbor Jim. Your neighbor Jim. 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 So it could be any of those things. But that's what leash reactivity looks like. And and the when people contact me for leash reactivity issues, generally the first thing they say is, my dog is great everywhere else, else except on the leash. Right. And that right there is I'm going ding, 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 ding. We're missing something because that's not true. The leash reactivity stems from an emotion or feeling that your dog is having throughout their entire life and they're using that reactivity to um, help cope with that feeling. But it's usually not just on the leash when you actually step back and look at the whole picture. So what we're trying to say is that it's not isolated to the fact that you guys are on a walk. Reactivity happens in all other facets of your life but it looks a little different. Yes, because why does reactivity happen? What's happening inside the dog that they feel like they need to freak out and create this massive explosion? So, two reasons. One, frustration. Mm-hmm. I can't get to the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two, fear. I want to get away from the thing. Yeah. So, that manifests itself into all of the things that we said before, right? Your dog either needs space or wants to get closer and explosion happens. Yeah. So it's either frustration. I'm, I'm aggravated that I can't control the situation by rushing up and going to say hi and all of the things. And those are the friendly dogs, right? Yeah. Those are the dogs that are like, my dog's very great with XYZ, but when we're on leash, they freak out. Yeah. Right? Because they're frustrated. They can't get to that yes thing to play with it yeah they can't go up there and just be like hi my name's rover yeah blah 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 so they're frustrated so it comes out in this strangled reactive way or your dog is going that thing freaks me out get me the hell out of here but i'm tied up so i can't run away from it so the only other option i have is to scare it away from me by being scary myself right so those, those two emotions are kind of what, what you're dealing with here. But most of the time when we start to ask more questions, the things we ask, well, does your dog bark at windows? So like if, again, Jim, damn it, Jim, he walks by your house, does your dog bark at the window? Right. If the Amazon guy comes... Drops off a package. Another damn it, Amazon guy. Listen, we've got an Amazon package. Over here. <laughs> it's just so easy. So, like, if the Amazon guy comes, 
Absolutely. Bark and yell at that. Fence fighting. Yeah. Barking either at people passing by your fence or if you share fence lines. Mm-hmm. That's always a, a, a point of contention yeah. where dogs are reacting back and forth on that. So all of those incidences are are reactivity. Yeah. Every single one. And just because it doesn't look like I'm taking my dog for a walk on a rope, mm-hmm. it's still the same state of mind. Because the feelings your dog experiencing are still producing the same result. So reactivity is not an isolated incident, just on leash. So when we have owners that come to us with dogs who are reactive on leash, where we actually start is not on the walk, where we actually start is in the home. Absolutely. And we start by adjusting, like teaching the dog, okay, I recognize you're having feelings of either frustration or fear. What do you do with those feelings instead of freaking out? Right. How do you start to address that issue before the explosion? Because the time to defuse the bomb is not after it's already exploded. It's before it goes off. So... The patterns of events. So here's the thing. Your your dog is doing these patterns every day, right? Unbeknownst to you, especially when you have a dog that's maybe loose in the house all day. or And this is, I think, where it really starts to happen is people leave the house and your dog is basically being reactive all damn day, right? Yeah. So we just had a podcast on biorhythm. Mm-hmm. We won't get into it now, but absolutely listen to that because it's... Yeah. That'll be a game changer. Game changer for reactivity. Mm -hmm. So what that gets into just in a nutshell is just the the daily cycle of events that you're doing with your dog. And so when you don't have control over that cycle, your dog is going to just perform these behaviors that you don't want to have happen. So if your dog basically, you're at work and your dog is barking at gym all day yeah because he just can't get out of your front yard the mailman <laughs> or like the maltese and the old lady exactly. that walk by every day at 11 a.m like and they go on a rampage of barking out your window and basically getting these people to move out of their view yeah this stuff gets reinforced all day and then when you take it outside of the home he's like well this is what i do mm-hmm. all day Every day. This is how it works. Yeah. I want that to go away. I'm going to yell at it. Or if your dog is frustrated and at a barrier every yeah. day, that window, that gate, and constantly in that um, behavior pattern, yeah. the same thing starts to happen. Because reactivity is a highly reinforced behavior because the dog's going, I have a certain feeling. I bark at whatever it is and then the thing goes away or you remove your dog whether it's pulling away from like pulling them back from that situation then what happens is your dog goes oh look at what i just did yep i just barked like a maniac and i got that thing to go away so barking like a maniac gets that thing to go away and look at me i did a good job and how fabulous am i so it's a highly reinforced behavior and in in a neighborhood environment, it's really hard to work on because when your dog dog starts going ape shit at the end of the leash, 
People aren't going to stick around to see what you do about it. Right. So you've got like a 30-second window to either fix it or get out of the way before people move on. And every time your dog barks and the thing moves out of the range of sight or what have you, your dog goes, oh, my barking gets that thing to go away and then I feel better after, so this is just what I do to feel better. Right. So it becomes a very ingrained pattern of events no matter where you are and really if you guys are struggling with this take a moment to be like what does my dog do when i'm not home what does my dog do when he's outside in the yard unsupervised not just oh when i'm with my dog on a rope this is why there's a problem because it's not i promise you it's not i've never met a dog that's reactive on leash that's like everything else is cool yeah no never and it's one of those things where like you're like oh my dog loves to lay in the back of the sofa in the bay window and watch the world <laughs> they like to by. watch doggy tv yeah which is your bay window yeah and they're like laying in wait for jim to come by yes damn it jim damn it so like they're like laying in wait for jim to come by and walk by because they're like this is what i do all day long as i wait for people and then i protect the house and i bark at them and like Every day at one o'clock, that guy in the weird uniform comes by and puts stuff in the mail slot and I bark at him and he walks away. And like, this is what they do all day long. And then you come home from work and you're like, come on, Fido, let's go for a walk. And they're like, okay, let's go for a walk. And then the same person comes down the street towards you and they, your dog freaks out and you're like, what the hell are you doing? And they're like, what I've done all day long. Yeah. They don't understand that that thing has just walked out of view, right? Yeah. You could be standing with Jim out of view, having a very lovely conversation, because truly Jim's nice. But it's a good guy. the dog goes, I made him leave. Yeah. And your dog doesn't know either that if they just laid there and shut up, that he'd keep walking by either. Exactly. So this stuff becomes hardwired into your dog and... It's just what they do. It's a pattern of behavior. So without getting into a whole nother topic of training, what's a very simple way that we can stop this behavior? So anything with dogs, like any behavior patterns, like we've been talking about that they're in, it comes down to the fact that it it's just a habit, right? It's just what they've formed and what they've done every day, kind of like smoking. Yeah. Right? It's just, I feel a certain way, and then I do this, and then I feel better. Like, I feel stressed, I pick up a cigarette. And it's a stress reliever, ultimately, is what they're doing. So smoking is a very good comparison. Yeah. So it's like, I feel stressed, I pick up a cigarette, I smoke a cigarette, I feel better after I smoke a cigarette. Mm -hmm. Right? So the first step to interrupting any sort of behavior habit pattern is to stop practicing the behavior habit pattern pattern so when you want to quit smoking what's the first step you do stop buying cigarettes stop allowing the opportunity to practice the behavior that doesn't solve anything but you have to stop what's going on because it cannot be continuously reinforced right and that's where the easiest thing comes into play Mm mm-hmm Put your dog somewhere in your house when you're not supervising them so they can't repeat the pattern. So that means put them in your bedroom with the shades drawn. Put them in a crate out of view. 
Put them somewhere where they are not able to perform this behavior every Throughout day. Throughout the day, yeah. Throughout the day. Like, gate them in the kitchen, whatever it is. But, like, you have to stop the opportunity to practice the behavior before you can start to teach what they're supposed to do instead. Because otherwise you're going to be spinning your wheels in mud. Like, I love like Marissa Tomei, right? It's like <laughs> pause attraction. Pause attraction. The one tire spins, the other tire does nothing. <laughs> That's pause, pause attraction. attraction. So, like, have you ever been stuck in the mud in Alabama? <laughs> the one tire spins, the other does nothing. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> but everyone always loves a My Cousin Vinny. Right? Reference. Come Who on. does not? Come on. My final logical clock is ticking <laughs> like this. Anyway, I could do the whole bit. Like, this is what happens when you grow up in Jersey and you walk the dog <laughs> with your cup of coffee. Your reactive dog. Your reactive dog and your cup <laughs> you of coffee. You spill your coffee you everywhere. Spill coffee. It's terrible. Um, but, like... That's what happens. If if you don't interrupt the cycle, if you don't prevent your dog from having the opportunities to practice reactivity throughout the day, you're not going to make any progress because you're saying no one moment and okay the next. So when we look at reactivity um, and people say, oh, but he's, it just happens when we, when he's on leash. I always tell people I can guarantee you it does not. Put that camera on when you've left the house and you yeah. leave your dog out. They are yelling at everything all day. So that yeah. not only just creates a pattern, it also creates like this like very short fuse. Yeah. Like a trigger happy dog, right? These things just happen and they're like, here's my response, right? It becomes very, yes, very ingrained. Absolutely. And, and, to piggyback off of that, what happens is, is your dog is on edge all day long. And then what happens is you put that edginess on leash and go outside. So you're, you're almost walking a sniper. Yeah. Like your dog is actively outside looking for things because they've watched the things. All day long. All day long. So yeah. your dog's going, oh my God, well, I've watched these things walk by the house all day. So when I go outside, they must be out here. So I've got to be ready to chase them away like I was in the house. They carry that baggage from environment yes. to environment. So just because you might be spending your time mm-hmm. with your dog actively on a walk and the rest of the time the dog is able to do whatever... The behavior is perpetuating itself throughout the day. So stopping the cycle is the number one thing to do. And the way that you should restructure your routine is through the biorhythmic cycle. So check out the podcast on biorhythm and it will tell you exactly how to establish a new routine with your dog to help with things like reactivity. Yeah. So like bringing in awareness, like Sabrina said to to um how how your dog is is moving throughout their day is super important so when you when you pull back and look at the whole picture it's not just that isolated incident it's the lens in which your dog views the world around them so check out that podcast on uh, biorhythm and if you found this valuable please please share this uh with friends subscribe to our podcast we we so love getting together and talking yes. about this. It's one of our it's favorite easy things. peasy. And listen, if you have other favorite movie moments, 
maybe we could reenact those too for you. <laughs> um, just say. I'm like that kind of scares me a little. Yeah, just say. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what is a grit? <laughs> That's a great movie. It's a great movie. It really is. There's so much material from that. But if you're struggling with re- leash reactivity, we encourage you to pull back, look at the whole picture, kind of interrupt that cycle from the inside of the home before you even take your dog out from a walk. And um, That's where everything happens. Start from there. Everything yeah. is that day-to-day life that your dog is living. Mm-hmm. And most dogs live it within the home. They don't live it outside with you on a leash. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So, um, so yeah, I think that was a great topic to talk about. It was a quick one. but It was, um, which is kind of funny because, God, leash reactivity, I feel like, could be a very... Like, this is really the meat and potatoes of it. Yes. You know? This is where it starts. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so much more important than what you're actively doing with your dog outside. Like, that's a whole other topic in general that we can get into on another podcast. Mm -hmm. But it really comes down to how is your dog experiencing the majority of Of their their day? And in the human environment, it's generally running loose in your house without supervision. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I hope you guys found this topic helpful if you're struggling for, for with reactivity with your dog and it gives you a different um, standpoint, a different viewpoint from which you view your dog and how you live with them because uh, that's our goal. We love talking about this stuff and we want to help you guys out and be successful with your dogs. So uh, I guess we'll sign off and say until next time. Toodaloo. Bye-bye.